John chapter 19, verse 16 through 17 in the New International Version. And then Luke chapter 23, verse 26, also in the New International Version. Man, if y'all miss prayer week, y'all miss the treat. Our national day of prayer, we had a great week last week, so let's have a great week this week. Amen. John chapter 19, verse 16, let's read together and be there for you on the screen. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus. Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Luke 23. As the soldiers led him away, country and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Our topic this morning is help me carry my cross. Help me carry my cross. Our middle school and high schoolers can be dismissed to their class at this time while somebody just hollered somebody across the room and tell them help me carry my cross. There are two kinds of people on earth today. Two kinds of people, no more, I say. Not the good or the bad, for it's well understood that the good are half bad and the bad are half good. Not the happy or the sad, for in the swift flying years bring each man his laughter and each man his tears. Not the rich or the poor, for to count a man's wealth, you must know the state of his conscience and health. Not the humble and proud, for in life's busy span, who he who puts on vain airs is not counted a man. No, the, the two kinds of people on earth, I mean, are the people who lift and the people who lean. Wherever you go, you'll find the world's masses are ever divided in these two classes. And strangely enough, you will find two, I mean, there's only one lifter to 20 who lean. In which class are you? Are you easing the load of the overtaxed lifters who toil down the road? Or are you a leaner who lets others bear your portion of worry and labor and care? As we move into our Family Life Month, as we continue to level up, we've chosen for this month's theme, Relationally Fruitful. Relationally Fruitful. We started off in January working on being spiritually excellent. In February, we were working on being physically fit. In March, it was financially set. Last month, it was mentally sound and emotionally stable. And this month, we're moving into being relationally fruitful. And even though this month, this month is actually Mental Health Month, and we have some things for Mental Health Month, but really, mental health is, is 
always expressed in relationship. And you can't be relationally fruitful when your mental health is not right. And it's hard to get your mental health right when you're not relationally fruitful. There's a thing they have that says the difference between illness and wellness is just the W-E. You take out I and you put in we, you go from illness to wellness. Okay, in your mind, right? And so we turn our minds to being relationally fruitful. In other words, you're supposed to get something out of your relationships. Something should grow from it. There should be a reason and a purpose for somebody being in your life. And you should be in their life for some reason too. John Maxwell calls it adding value. That you should be adding some kind of value to people's lives other than just hanging out. Do I make you better? Do you make me better? Do you, what do you bring to the table for each other? You guys know that the only thing that God said was not good about his creation was that mankind should not be alone. That's not good. It is not good that this man be alone. You see, Adam's purpose could not be realized. It could not come to fruition. It could not have any fruitfulness as long as he was in the world alone. So the Bible says God made them male and female and told them that they were to be fruitful. He told them, I've got you together now, be productive. He gave them the capacity to be fruitful and to multiply. And then he gave them the purpose, which was to fill the earth. So when we get to the New Testament, as now we become new creations, we've been created again, now we become new creations in Christ Jesus all over again, God gives us some more stuff to do in our relationships. He gives us a list of one another's, one another, one another. In other words, there's a way that we're supposed to behave in relationships. So that we can fulfill the mandate of Christ. So that we, because what's the mandate of Christ? He wants us to get more people saved, right? He said people will know that we are Christians by how we love one another. How we support one another. How we encourage one another. How we pray for one another. How we treat one another. By what we produce together. And when they know we're Christians, then Christ is lifted up. And when Christ is lifted up, then other people want to become Christians as well. So are you relationally fruitful? Do your relationships produce anything? Or are you just unnecessary? Now, that poem that I read you is not supposed to be a, a statement of biblical or theological truth. But it is a perspective on the types of people that you can have a relationship with or the type of person that you can be in a relationship. Do you lift or do you lean? In other words, are you in my life to help me carry my cross? Or are you in my life to add weight to my cross? 
am I in your life to help you carry your cross or am I in your life just adding weight to your cross? There are people who lift and people who lean. People who lift and people who lean. People who lift are in your life to get up under the weight of the things that challenge you. The things that you have to accomplish are heavy. They get up under those things that you're trying to accomplish that are heavy for you. Now, those are people who lift, but people who lean just become another weight in your life. And they pull on you. They depend on you. They drain you. They need you. And they don't give much, if anything, in return. Are you a lifter? Or are you a leaner? In our text, we, we find Jesus in a situation. He's in a situation where he really could have used the support of those that he had been in relationship with. At this point, most of them were nowhere to be found. And understandably, I understand they were confused. They were confused. This didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. They, they, they were a little confused about what was going on. But, but for whatever reason, Jesus is there, and he's left alone to carry his cross towards his death. And he needed some help. You know, it's really okay to need help sometimes. All the macho men... All the alpha women, it really is okay to need help sometimes. Matter of fact, that is the purpose of being in a relationship in the first place. The Bible says two are better than one because if one falls, the other can pick him up. And he said if one is cold, the other can warm him up. So even Jesus had moments that he really could have gotten by with a little help from his friends he had a cross to bear and here he is and he's left to bear it alone there will be times when you need your relationships to be fruitful because the cross you have to bear is too much to bear alone and I know our culture believes that that you should be self-sufficient Everybody should stand on their own two feet. Uh, they had a country saying you, every tub sits on its own bottom or something like that. And, and every, you know, you, 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 you should be self-sufficient. And we think it's weakness to need help. I got this. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But just because you need help in some of your darkest hours and on some of your most difficult tasks, that doesn't mean you're a leaner. That just means you have a vision that's bigger than you. That just means you have a dream that's bigger than you. That just means that you got some stuff to do that's bigger than what you can do on your own. That doesn't make you a leaner. You do your part, but sometimes you just need somebody else. 
Sometimes you just need somebody else. Oh, you independent controllers. Sometimes you just need somebody else. That's why you keep falling. That's why you keep failing. That's why you can't finish stuff. That's why you can't complete this. That's why you haven't achieved this. You're too busy trying to do it on your own and in your own strength. And you need somebody to help you carry your cross. You might be getting a little further if you'd let somebody help you. And it wasn't that Jesus was trying to be lazy or lackadaisical or be prima donna. I don't do stuff like that. Jesus could, could say, I could do it myself if I hadn't been beaten all night. I could do it myself if I hadn't been flogged. I could do it myself if I hadn't been humiliated. I could have done this myself if they hadn't kept me up all night long. If I wasn't spit on. If I wasn't embruised. If I wasn't interrogated. If I hadn't been accused. If I hadn't been lying on. If I hadn't been slapped around. I could have done it myself if I hadn't been dragged from court to court. Shredded like hamburger meat with that cat with nine tails. That leather whip laced with glass and rocks and bones fragments I went as far as my human body would let me and then I just needed some help and, 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 and the scriptures scriptures get interesting here because three of the gospels Matthew Mark and Luke said that Simon of Cyrene carried the cross for Jesus and that he was made to carry the cross by the Roman soldiers. But John, who was probably the only apostle that was even close to being around at the time, John says, uh, though I'm not sure why he didn't help Jesus with the cross, but John says that they put the cross on Jesus and that he carried his own cross. So it appears in the scripture that Jesus started out carrying his own cross, but somehow because of the events of the night before in his weakened state, he must have either stumbled or he was moving too slow or he collapsed completely. So as we put it together, maybe Jesus fell to the ground under the burden of the cross and according to Roman law they could force a traveler to help carry the burden at least for a mile by their law because they crucified people all the time and so Simon of Cyrene was an African Jew who had come up to Jerusalem for the Passover feast and he just got caught up in the crowd and so this, this black man is, is, is walking in the crowd and the, and the Romans, um, maybe we were big and muscular then too, I don't know. But the, the Romans uh, picked him out to, to hasten Jesus' execution. The soldiers forced Simon to carry the cross. They say the cross weighed approximately 88 pounds. It was, and they had to go a distance of about three quarters of a mile to get out to Calvary or to get out to Golgotha. Uh, but the point is that we can't, don't, we don't, don't want to just overlook that Simon carried Jesus' cross. This man, Jesus, 
who we clearly understand to be God in the flesh, God in flesh and blood, needs assistance at his moment of suffering. Why would God, Tara, make sure that we knew this? Why, why does God want? He made sure all the Gospels put this, all three of the Gospels put this portion in. And then to make it clear, he made sure God, John let us know that Jesus carried out, started out carrying it on his own. Why, why did God want to make sure we knew about this black man's silence? It's because God is relational. He's, he's relational. He, from Genesis to Revelation, he's teaching us things about relationships. And so we must not lose sight of the fact that Emmanuel, God with us, the creator, the one who actually carries our burdens, accepted help from a man. That God Almighty accepted help from a man. What a lesson in humility. What a lesson in relationship. God is showing us that even Jesus needed help. And God made sure that there was someone there to help him carry his cross. And I tell you, God has given us a gift of relationship. He has made sure there is somebody there in your life that can help you carry your cross. If you would develop your relationships. If you're going to be fruitful in your relationships, you have got to learn how to be there for people and to let people be there for you. If you're going to be fruitful in your relationships, man, you better learn how to be there for people and let people be there for you. Help me carry my cross let me pause here and and answer the most obvious question if you're going to get anything practical out of this teaching i need to answer the obvious question what is my cross what is my cross in luke chapter 9 jesus says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up their cross daily and follow me the songwriter said it like this. My, 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 my friend uh, Keith and I love the hymns. The, the, the hymn said it like this. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. <laughs> no, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. So here's, here's the cross. My cross is the hard and heavy stuff I have to carry in order to fulfill my destiny. My cross is the hard and heavy stuff I have to carry in order to fulfill my destiny. My cross is that hard and heavy stuff that I have to carry in order to fulfill my destiny. It's a sacrifice that you have to give. It's, it's what living for God costs you. It's what you pay out to get a better outcome. It, it, it's, 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 what, it's what it feels like you're dying on. 
cross is sometimes that thing that you feel like is killing you. Your cross is what's killing the old you so you can live the new you. Your cross is the hard stuff you have to do to be the best you that you're supposed to be so that you can serve the kingdom of God. Everyone has one. And everyone's cross is different. Now, why we have to have one in order to be right is another conversation. That's not my point today. That's a whole other message. But what God does want you to hear today is that if you're going to be fruitful in your relationships, you need to be a lifter and not a leaner. Help me carry my cross. Learn how to be there for the people you're in relationship with and help them carry the heavy loads of their life. Oh, this don't sound good to selfish people, but that's all right. We all growing up. It don't sound good to those of you who like to isolate, but, but, but we growing up. We, we leveling up. Learn how to be there for the people that you're in relationship with and help them carry the heavy loads of their life and develop relationships in your life with people that can help you with yours. Develop some relationships in your life with people that can help you with your cross. Quit filling your life with a bunch of people that are unnecessary. The young people asked a question last night about, uh, about people that you just keep giving to and they don't seem like they're doing anything to help themselves and what do they do, should they do. And I told them there's a difference between relationship and ministry. Some people you're trying to be in relationship with, and they're really just ministry. Because in ministry, I don't expect to have personal, deep relationship with all of you, but I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to help you carry your cross. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to go to the hospital. I'm do that. You marry them, bury them, carry them. I'm going to do all that for you. But, I'm, but you're not in personal, intimate relationship with me. Some people are just ministry, and you're trying to make them relationships. So you need, though, to develop some relationships in your life with people who can help you with your cross. Now, I'm sure, let's go back to the scene. I'm, I'm sure there was a lot on Simon of Cyrene's mind as he drugged that cross that wasn't even his. Because he, he, he would not have known the whole story, perhaps. I wonder what he thought. As he began to pick up the cross of Jesus. I wonder what people will think of you when you get to your cross. I, I wonder what you all think of me as I pick up my cross. When, when you see me stumbling. When you see me struggling. When you see me collapsing under the weight of my cross, what are you thinking? First of all, don't judge my cross. Some people say, you must have done something wrong, Tasha. Some people might say, Tiffany, you deserve this in some kind of way, what you're going through. 
Some people say, look, if you was all that, you wouldn't be carrying a cross. Don't judge my cross. Some people say, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. Pat, you're just doing too much. You never should have tried that. I told you not to try that. You're never going to be able to achieve that. Why are you going through all that? Uh-uh, don't judge my cross. Some people will say you just wasn't college material in the first place. Some people say, child, you need to let that marriage go. Let that marriage go. You shouldn't be trying so hard. It ain't worth it, baby. It ain't worth it. I wouldn't do all that. It ain't worth it. Your children, they too much for you to handle. That's too much. But I say, don't judge my cross. Don't look down on me because I have it and I can't let it go. Just don't look at the cross and say that I need to be doing something different. For Jesus, this was what he was born to do. This was the vision of his life. This was the whole purpose for him coming down here. He had to bear that cross. And some would have said to him, I wouldn't have gone through all that for them. Some said that we were not worth it. That we're so bad that we were never going to amount to anything anyway. But don't judge my cross. Just help me carry it. Don't judge my cross. And don't pity my cross. Feeling sorry for me is not going to help me. Because I still going to have to do this. I still have to go through this. So don't feel sorry for me. Some people would just look down and say, mm -mm -mm. that's a shame. That is so sad. God should not have done them like that. If God was good, you wouldn't be sick like that. If God was good, you wouldn't have no marriage like this. If God was good, you wouldn't have had those failures. If God was good, he would have made a better way than this. But feeling sorry for me is not going to help me. No one can avoid their cross any more than Jesus could avoid his. Trust me, he tried. He went to his father and said, if there's any other way. Is there any other way he can do, I can do that? Is there any other way? If there's any other way, God, but there wasn't. And those of you who are in relationship uh, with, those of the people that you have relationship with, some of them don't have another way. If they're going to follow Jesus, it is what it is. This is their cross. And feeling sorry for them. It's not going to help them with that cross. Don't pity my cross. Now, I'm not talking about unnecessary trouble. Stuff that you signed up for. Stuff that you didn't have to do. I, dude, anyway, I'm talking about those things in life that are heavy, but they're your destiny. It's heavy, but this is what I was born to do. So don't judge my cross. And don't pity my cross. I got the right one. 
I got the right one. It was handpicked for me. And I can handle it with a little help from my friends. Don't judge my cross. Don't pity my cross. Don't question my cross. See, it's hard enough to bear it without your sanity always being questioned. Are you sure this is what God is saying, Shantae? You're such a nice person. I wonder why you're going through this. There must have been a better way for you to achieve this. I, I, I wonder if anybody else had to do it this way. This looks so hard. Are, are, are you sure? That mean you shouldn't just quit? Are you sure that you shouldn't just let this thing go? Don't, don't question my cross. That's how Jesus ended up out there alone. It's because they questioned his cross. Glory to God. They questioned his cross. They didn't understand it. They didn't understand why he had to do it with, with like that. But they were supposed to be in relationship with him. You could have stuck with me even if you didn't understand. You could have gotten under the load with me since we have a relationship. Even when you didn't understand why I had to go the way I went. But instead of questioning my cross, you could have got under and helped me lift it. Instead of judging my cross. Instead of pitying my cross. Instead of questioning my cross. Help me carry my cross. But if you judge it or pity it or question it and we're in relationship, not only is that not fruitful, but it just adds more weight. So are you part of someone's cross or are you helping to carry it? Are you part of someone's cross? Are you adding weight? Or are you helping to carry it? Because just because you're with me, just because you show up doesn't mean you're helping me carry my cross. Grab that for me. Just, just because you hanging out with me, just because you just because you show up at church don't mean you helping me carry my cross. Everybody with you ain't helping you carry your cross. They Come here, husband. Just, just walk with me. Just walk with me. Just because he with me. Just because we're in the bed together every night. Just because we're eating dinner together. Don't mean he helped me carry my cross. Come here, daughter. Just because you're shopping with me. Just because you're calling me mama. Yeah, we're going shopping this week. It's Mother's Day. We <laughs> Just because we talk on the phone. Now that I got the grandbaby, we talk on the phone about six, seven times a day. Don't mean they helping me carry my cross. You got some folk that's with you. They ain't helping you carry your cross. Matter of fact, they might be leaning on it. Why are you doing this? Why? They might be putting their problems on it. it. It don't mean 
because you're with me, that you're helping me carry my cross. You got to get some relationships. Are the people with you, people who lift, or are they people who lean? Now let me come down your street. Husbands, are you lifting your wife's cross? Or are you leaning on it, making it heavier? Maybe her cross is her children. And you don't like the way she's parenting them children. But there's something in her that feels like she got to finish this job. Are you leaning on the cross saying you're doing too much for them? This is not the way to handle it. Or are you getting up under the load and say, honey, can we find a way to do this better? Let's sit down and talk about it and find a way to do this right. What part can I do to handle some of this burden? <laughs> wives. Oh, wives. Are you part of your husband's cross? Or are you helping him lift it? He has a vision for the family. He has a vision of where he wants to go. He has a vision of where he wants to lead. He sees what is his job. He sees where he wants to go. And, and, and are you complaining every day? There you go, mother. Are you complaining every day? And why we don't have this? And why we don't have that? And why we can't do this? And I don't want to do that. And this is ugly. And when we going to get another house? And when we gonna, are, you, are you coming under that cross and saying, baby, what can I do to help with the vision for our family? What can I do different? Where can I help? What do you need me to do? Can we sit down and see where we're going as a family and you show me the part that I can do for you, for us? Huh. Are you lifting or are you leaning? Cheerings? Young adults, if you're listening, I hit them good last night. But you might be an adult child that, that's in here. Or, or this might be for your children if you're, if you're a child. Or, or what are you doing to lift the load off of your parents? Are you 25 still asking for your mama to pay for your cell phone? Or you 30 and still go shopping in your mama's refrigerator, in your daddy's refrigerator. Got your daddy's deep freeze to see if there's some steaks up in there. Are you asking them for some shoes and socks while you spend your money on weed? Can you come by, if you're living with your parents, can you wash a dish? Can you mop a floor? Can you clean a yard? Can you put the trash out? 
If you're over 16, there's no reason why you don't need a job. These the children in our generation and parents, I look at our children and the way that some of them are being raised. Are you teaching them to be lifters or are you teaching them to be leaners? Now, your parents might be ones that say, look, the only job I have for you right now is you need to go to school and get these grades. That's your job. If you choose to live to raise them like, wait, there's nothing wrong with that, but, but they better go to school and get those grades. In other words, if you're not half doing school and you're not having a job and you're 16, 17, 18 years old at home, why are you paying for their cell phone? Why do they have all these games? Why do they got $250 shoes on their feet and they won't work or go to school? The devil is a lie. You're teaching them how to be a leaner. Do you all know in other countries, even people from other countries that live in this country, they're 8, 9, 10 years old, but they're down there at daddy's shop. They're down there at mom and them's store. They're down there, they're contributing to the family. These lazy, entitled United States of America kids are being taught to be leaners and not lifters. Give them some responsibility. At 8 and 10, I know I just don't want their life to be hard like mine, but you're making them a leaner. Then they believe somebody always supposed to give them something, and they don't have to earn anything. How are you raising your kids? Are they lifters or leaners? Why are you doing laundry for somebody in their 20s? And if you have adult parents, I mean, if you have older parents, adults that are in here, are you doing anything to lift them? Or are you unnecessary? Friends. Friends. Friends and siblings. Yeah, I mean, friends, I'm just trying to make my life work. I'm just trying to get there. But you're that friend that, that's always asking for something and never giving. Always taking the free meal. If, as long as they're talking to you, you good. But if you had to sit down and just listen to them unload what's going on with them, you too busy. You look at the phone and say, oh, Lord. Is that again? As if you look at your friends and, all your, your, and your relationships, what are you bringing to the table? What are you offering your friends? Are you getting under the load? And say, look, friend, you got, you got these kids, and I'm not going to judge your cross. I mean, to judge what your relationship was, judge what your man did. Or if it's the other way around, you know, man, you got these kids, I'm not going to judge what your wife did. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to tell you. I probably did tell you not to get in that relationship in the first place. But you know what? Right now, you got these kids. What can I do to help you raise your kids? 
That's one thing I will say about the church. We don't believe in fornication. We don't believe that you should have children out of wedlock. But child, if you do, we're going to help you raise those babies. Bring them on here. You got an entire village. We're going to get up under that cross and help you with your kids. Because they're here. Now they are your destiny. They are what you have to do. It, 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 and so we're going to get under there and do it with you. What are you doing to help with the people you're in relationship with when they start going through? Do you get under them and help them on those hard days? Or are you just asking and not giving? Those of you that have a job, do you help your boss get it done? Or do you have demands like all those other people on the job? Do you look at your boss and say, you know what? I'm going to get up under this load with you. I know those five. I know the other people might not feel this way about it. It doesn't matter that they're not paying you enough. This is about relationship. This is about being who Christ was in this world. When you're at work, are you just like everybody else? Or are you one of the people that get up under the load and help your employer make it happen? Ministry. Help me carry my cross. It's not enough just to show up. Why do you ever look at those of us in ministry and say, let me get under the load with you. Let me just take this portion with you. I come here and I get good, good word every week, and y'all know you do. Some of you are listening. Elijah, you haven't rolled up in here, but you're listening. You're getting good word. It's making you a better person. Has it ever occurred to you that this is heavy? And you could be a lifter and open up ways for other people to hear this word. That children can meet Christ. That teenagers can meet God, that we can make a change and an impact in this community, or are you just questioning? Why are they doing all that? Are you just questioning? Are you just judging? <laughs> are you just feeling sorry for me and us? Help me carry my cross. Are you a lifter or a leaner? Do you have any friends that are lifters? You need to get some of them leaners out your life. Just consider them ministry, but you need some friends. You need some relationships that are lifters. Are you in the wrong room? Because they say if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. Are you in the wrong class? Because I hear that if you're at the head of the class, you're in the wrong class. I mean, you don't, you're not around anybody that can lift. Are your relationships fruitful? If you thought about it right now, who will help you carry your cross? Think about it. I don't want this to just go over your head. Who will help you right now? Who are you in relationship with that would help you carry your cross? And who will you help carry theirs?
Who are you in relationship right now? Who are you in relationship right now? That you'll help them carry their cross, whether it's their kids, whether it's their career, whether it's buying a book for a student, whether it's helping somebody with their homework, whether it's helping them get their house together, or just listening and praying with them for what they're going through. Do you even know what the people that you're in relationship with are going through? Have you even asked? And who's ever asked you how they can lift your cross? Help me carry my cross. And before we pray for our relationships, I want to pray for those who need, I should say pray with those who need this friend who sticketh closer than a brother. He is a burden bearer. He is the lifter of my head. He is the strength of my life. He is the one that gets under my load and I can cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. You need to meet Jesus. Start your relationship with him right now. He wants to carry your cross. Matter of fact, he already died on it for you. But there's a cross. There's something that you have that's heavy and challenging that he has for you to go to. And it's going to make you who you're supposed to be. You need to meet him. You need to know him. Some of you, it'll be for the first time. Some of you, it will be to rededicate yourself to this relationship. And so pray this prayer with me. All you have to do to be in relationship with Jesus, to have him in your life, is to believe that story I just told you about the cross. That Jesus is real. That he came down here, took the punishment for everything you've done wrong, rose from the dead, went back to heaven, and he's waiting to bring you with him. And he wants to have relationship with you right now. If you believe that, Pray this prayer with me. We're going to pray it all together. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart and have relationship with me. Help me carry my cross. Forgive me for everything I've done wrong. I accept you in my heart. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time or if this is a time, I really mean it uh, this time. I want to rededicate my life. If that's you, just raise your hand. Anybody, there's a book I want you to have there's, there's to start you on this journey of relationship. Anybody here that prayed that for the first time or rededicated your life today? All right. Anybody online? that has done that, just put it in the comment section. They're waiting to see your name right now to say, I'm ready to start a relationship with God. Now, for the rest of you, you need to work on your relationships. You need to develop some relationships. This is where we're going to be all month long. And so let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus,
God, I thank you for the men and women of God that you have sent to hear this word. I thank you for everybody, God, that's going to scroll and hear this word this week, tonight. God, we lift up our relationships to you. God, show me who's with me and who's not. Show me who needs to be in my life and who's just ministry for me. God, show me how to help the people I'm in relationship with. God, show me who's here to help me. God, who is walking with me? Who are you sending with me? God, who's going to help me? Show me, God. Lord, I ask you to seal this word in their hearts today. Seal it, God. Don't let them shake it. Don't let them walk it off. God, I speak to every lone ranger. I speak to every person in isolation. I speak to every person in depression. I speak to every person that feels abandoned. I speak to the spirit and the heart of every person that feels like it's all on them. God, in the name of Jesus, cultivate our relationships. Put them in my life. Put me in their life. In the name of Jesus. Don't let me walk out of here with nobody on my side. Don't let me walk out of here with not, with not being on anybody else's side. God, I speak to relationships. I speak to marriages that you bring them together, that they mutually help each other. I speak to sisters and brothers. I speak to moms and their kids. I speak to dads and their kids. I speak to the saints as we love on each other, as we deal in each other. I speak to friendships. I speak to employees and employers in the name of Jesus. Cultivate our relationships, God. For that is the way to please you in how we deal with one another. God, and thank you for everyone that helps lift even my cross. Bless them indeed. Enlarge their territory. Keep them from evil. Keep evil from them, God. And let us do this thing together. In Jesus' name, make me a lifter. Give me someone else to lift. Amen. And amen. 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 God bless you, everyone. You got to walk on it. Walk on it. Walk on it. We will be talking about our relationships all month long. Next Sunday starts our uh, Family Life Month, but we kind of started already. Family Life Month. We have amazing things planned uh, for you in the next month, so let me run them down really quickly. Um, next week is Mother's Day. Come on, y'all. If you had a good mom, we're going to rejoice on Mother's Day. I had a good one. I should say I have a good one. She's just somewhere else right now chilling with Jesus, but I have a good one. If you didn't have a good one, you had one. If you didn't have a, a good one, there are people in your life, that there are women in your life that you can appreciate. And, of course, the mother of your own children's dad. Uh, and so we're going to celebrate Mother's Day. That's, that's a, supposed to be a big day. And so we're coming back next week and celebrate Mother's Day, and we'll continue to talk about our relationships. It'll be good to pick a woman to be good to if it's not your mom. Amen. 
This month we're having a day for the ages. I tell you, these groups are getting together. I'm on everybody's feet, and I'm just excited. What I need you all to do is that most of them have this stuff out. 60s, y'all 60s, y'all hanging out with me. I, 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 need some, I need some help. Y'all help me get this together. We're a little slow because your pastor is, is y'all group lead, but we're going to catch up. We're going to catch up. Uh, uh, but uh, if you are in your, what we're doing is we're breaking the church up into age groups so that you can talk about what you need in your age group, what to look forward to, what you should be working on physically, uh, economically, uh, uh, socially, what are the things that you need to be dealing with at your age group. If you are in your 20s, the 20s are moving forward 20s event. That is this particular, they're all out there. You see the flyers, that's the flyer you need to pick up for the, the 20. All of this is going to be on May the 20th. All of us are doing it the same day. They're doing it from 10 to 2. Um, they have Michaela Williams, who is an RN. They got Jessica Finley, who is a financial consultant. They got Pastor Dwayne McCoy. That's the 20s. So y'all, if you have 20s at home, give this to your folks in their 20s. And that's a, the 30s. This is the one you need. Uh-oh, 30s in the house. 30s are trending toward transformation. Come on, 30s. They got, oh, they got a personal trainer, Antrell Patton. They got a personal stylist them 30s. Mm -hmm. Jada Williams. They got Pastor Kelsey West. They got a financial counselor, Greg Nelson. They got an LCSW to help them with their mental health. That's none other than Pastor Erica Sievers Brooks. I tell you, theirs is going to, they got their split up. They're going to do a 10 to 12 and they're going to do a 5 to 7. It's going on. And so that's, get this one, if you're in your 30s. And the 40s, they rolled up in here. <laughs> The 40s present a first-class workshop experience. The first-class 40s. They got their travel stuff on today. Are we there yet? Theirs is also from 10 to 2. So you need to get this one if you are in your 40s. I believe all of them will be outside in the lobby. The 40s got you. I didn't get one from the 50s, but they're working theirs up. And 60s, we got y'all. 60s, we're going to be going on. We got the place. Ours is going to be from 9 to 1. We got the place, and we got our speakers. We got, we got Sister Kelly, and uh, we have somebody that's going to teach us about how to have vacation. We had a different time in our life, and, and we, we're gonna do, we got to do some money stuff. Anyway, we got our 60s. Y'all come hang out with Pastor all day. And then uh, we are opening, the grand opening for our new community center will be on the 28th. Uh, so there'll be our last service here, and then we're going to go uh, and set up over there. You'll get more information. It's our grand opening, and we're going to be doing a production that night called uh, Get Up From Here. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the 70s. They didn't give me mine. But the 70s got 70s and 80s. They didn't give me their flyer. But the 70s and 80s, they got theirs going on, too. The 70s and 80s got theirs going on. And 90s and 70 plus, they have theirs all planned out. So you're going to get all of that uh, information. Unless some of you guys know what time theirs going to be. It's all going to be on the same day. So we'll make sure you have that information. We'll be blasting it everywhere. So we're going to open our center this month. Then there is, if you want to be in the 5K run walk, 
We're going to start at our new center. We're going to do our 5K walk, and it's to raise funds for mental health, to raise funds to, so people that cannot afford mental health treatment will still be able to serve them at uh, the uh, Antioch Community Services Counseling Center. Uh, as we open our new center, so you need that one. And we're, ACS is also having a summer camp. If you need somewhere for your kids to go, that's the flyer for the summer camp uh, that we're signing up for. And say, well, what are you going to do for the teenagers? Well, the middle school and high schoolers are going to the CGR leadership camp. Church girls rule. Christian gents reign. Our leadership camp, if you got middle and high schoolers, this is the flyer that you need. It won't be until June, though, but we are ready for that. So we're going to have a great, great time this month. We'll have our baccalaureate services. We need to know who's graduating from high school, college, uh, or the Kingdom Academy, or any trade school. See Pastor Tara waving your hand, uh, or see uh, Minister Sh uh, Shannon, and let us know we're setting up our baccalaureate service for the 21st, and then the picnic, the, the cookout, or whatever y'all like to call them. That's our biggest event of the year. They are gearing up. We're going to be at Craig Ranch Park, and so put that on your calendar, Memorial Day, get together for the entire church. It's always, always, always a blast. So we have a great relationship building month for you. And so uh, we want you to participate. Amen. Amen. We're going to bring Pastor Kevin up, who's going to give you another opportunity to give and tell you how you can do that if you missed our offering. Come on, y'all. Uh, uh, get up under this load with us. Help me carry my cross. Praise Amen. God. Praise God. Let's give it up for the pastor and that word. Amen. Help me carry my cross. Amen. What a word. Uh, if you haven't had the chance to give, you can raise your hands right now in our sanctuary attendance uh, give you one. And trust me, it's never too late to participate in the big give. Amen. Amen. If you uh, haven't, ha haven't had the chance to be a participant of the big give, uh, we, we're asking. Uh, a ballpark right now is about 30000 And we're shooting for fifty. And And I, I trust me, we're going to extend this a little bit longer because New Antioch has never missed the mark. And I thank you guys. I thank each and every one of you that has given. And this is your opportunity. If you still want to give, it's never too late. Amen. Well, let's give it up for God and his presence today. We're standing. We're standing all over the room. Dear Holy Heavenly Father, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the cross that you did carry, Father. Father, with each and every one of our names on it, Father. Father, we thank you, Father. I ask right now, Father, that you sink that word into our heart, Father. Father, to be lift us and not lean us, Father. Father, we ask right now that you just move in this place, Father. Seal your word. Seal your salvation. Seal your deliverance, Father. Father, and I ask right now that you just get us to our destination safe. Until we meet again, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Love on somebody. 